How do you guys fight? He leans into anger and I lean into crying. So... <laughs> <laughs> Um, Which, if her parents are watching, that hasn't happened. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> Welcome back to Dear Shandy, listeners. Andy. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Andy's gripping on to the kitchen countertop. Uh, a brief disclaimer, both for our listeners and for our lovely guests. We got our second dose of the vaccine the day before yesterday. And mm. yesterday we were pretty out of commission. Today we're functioning but we're not not just, uh, we're just hanging on not as sharp as we would like just to think we on. normally are so yeah. just bear with us today <laughs> understandable yes you guys are doing well though i hope yeah we are doing well he okay. just got back from work um i just got done doing all the random things that i do during the day <laughs> okay so yeah we're doing great so healthy and well so in that case i will officially introduce you uh it's love fest day it sure is and we are joined today by a fellow Hoppa. Not that that really matters, but I always care. <laughs> uh, I care. <laughs> she is from Colton Season. She is the host of the Something to Share podcast. And she has a lovely boyfriend, and they have a really lovely story of how they mm -hmm. got together. I think it'll be an interesting one today. Our Love Fest guests today are Sydney and Nick. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, guys. Thank Thanks you. We us. are honored to be a part of this love fest. Aww. I'm excited. Doesn't she have the most soothing voice? Mm -hmm. Good radio <laughs> voice. Yeah, really. It's I've been hard. working on it. <laughs> the mic helps. <laughs> the mic does help, but it is interesting. I think that having a podcast sort of helps too, because you sort of become conscious of your own. Yeah. Well, and plus people will also... Let it it's, be known if you have annoying vocal tics. Yeah, well, Sterling, you'd like this because I actually went to a vocal coach a long time ago when I started teaching and he taught me to basically, I called it my princess voice where I like lift it up and uses my, use my air to breathe while I talk. So I figured that you would enjoy that as a singer. I do enjoy that princess voice. I, I mean, I studied with a voice teacher. Nick, if, just in case you don't know, I'm an opera singer. That's my day job. I, w I was actually just told that a couple minutes before cool. the podcast. It's awesome. Oh, thank you. Um, but it sort of aligns with what you're saying, Sydney. Um, she, she used to tell me to speak or to sing like Julia Child. Oh, right. <laughs> she, she was like, do a Julia Child impression when you sing. And I was like, wow. Sing like yeah. you're imitating an opera singer. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. So princess voice sounds about right. Okay. Oh. Enough about uh, our voices. We're going to talk about your lovely relationship today. I almost don't want to ask you how you met because I know that you have answered that question countless times. But just in case anyone listening has not heard yes. the very sweet story, could you share it with us? Yeah. Do you want to tell it since I always tell it? <laughs> um, I mean, I'll jump in there, but I, okay. I'll let you tell All right. It. Well, I have it down <laughs> by this how, point. So, how nice of you. <laughs> basically, we all know I went on The Bachelor. I did not meet anyone while I was there. I had a few little things, but nothing too serious. So after a year of that, he loved actually watching the show. He was a big fan of The Bachelor. <laughs> he watched it every Monday with his roommate at the time. It was like their guilty pleasure. So for whatever reason, our dog, for whatever reason, um, he had a little thing for me. I don't know if it was a little crush. I'm not sure, but it kept him watching Bachelor in Paradise. 
which I ended up being on. So he followed me from on Instagram from watching me and would occasionally reach out. He loves a good question sticker. And usually when you go on that show, you start to interact with people that start following you when you um, are using social media. So I would love doing question stickers and kind of getting to know people. And one of them was him. Um, He kind of stood out from his questions where they weren't just like your average everyday question. It was like, will we ever be caught up with the Kardashians or who would win <laughs> in a fight between a bear and a shark, obviously a bear, but things like that. So I was like always wondering who this person was. He always came with the questions and it was like a fun little mini, I don't know, friendship that we had over time. And then obviously the pandemic happened last year. We were all, more on our phones. We were all kind of forced back into our homes and doing whatever we were doing. And both of us were in that situation. And I remember doing another like question sticker thing and he'd reached out again. And then we just started this conversation that lasted, I want to say three days of just constant back and forth. And it wasn't until then who I actually looked at who I was talking to on the other side of it. I'd always like would answer him and then put it away, but I never really knew who I was speaking to. So then I looked and I was like, oh, he's a cute boy. I'm into this. So because of that, I continued the conversation and then he gave me a really wonderful out. Yeah. (laughs) I I basically tried to give her uh, an out. I was (laughs) like, hey, listen, you know, I I didn't know if she was just being nice or like if she was bored. So I was like, hey, listen, I'm going to make this easy on you. If you're ever in Cincinnati, I'd love to take you out. Um, here's my phone number, just a nice, easy out. And I think she texted me less than a minute later. Yeah. So oh, I thought I about it for wow. like three seconds and I was like, eh, I have nothing else to do. <laughs> this has been great. Um, so I texted him. I thought, why not? So, I yeah. love that's wow. a very good technique, Nick. Seriously. <laughs> no, but I love the out because it, it really is like, just in case you have been being polite up until this point. Mm, Here's the mm-hmm. number. And then it's really you're putting the ball in her court. And Sydney, I also love that you didn't wait three days or whatever to text. No, him. me too. <laughs> I played the games all the time back in my dating history and I was kind of over them. Plus, you can't really play games in a pandemic. You can't meet up. So I was just like, why not? Yeah. Let's let's see what why happens. Not? She waited never three know. seconds. She did wait yeah, three, whole seconds. three seconds, <laughs> one Mississippi two Mississippi and we got, yeah, we got there. So we texted and then eventually we started just continuing to text. And then one time I just cold FaceTimed him one night out of the blue. And from there we started FaceTiming every night because it went well the first time. So we started this weird like relationship over the phone and I was hanging out with his friends on zoom. Um, he was like my secret I, not really my boyfriend at the time, but kind of because my parents didn't know about him. And I would sneak up to my childhood bedroom where I was at the time during the pandemic and talk to this boy from cute. another state. That's um, very cute. Yeah, it was very high school. Very, very much. But it was fun. And then by the time we had talked for three months on the phone before ever meeting. So it got to a point where we were starting to get a little frustrated and wanting to like actually meet in person. Cause it's great building that relationship over the phone, but it's not the same as if it's in person. So then I had to convince my parents to let me go meet a stranger in Ohio um, <laughs> that I've been talking to for months on the phone. So that was an interesting conversation. So you fly to Cincinnati after three months of talking pretty much daily. Yeah, it was yeah. every day. 
Okay, and then all day. That's I mean, that's super romantic. So what on a scale of one to ten, Nick, how surprised were you that you got that text back so fast or at all? Um, but I was extremely surprised that I got one at all. Like I, I thought, you know, she's being nice. Like maybe she's bored. Like I said, um, but I thought I was, you know, I thought maybe I had the slightest chance, but, uh, no, I was, I was extremely surprised It it really did catch me off guard, but here we are. So, Is it, so are you, are you one for one or was there, it was just like, was there a few other <laughs> I was the only one that responded. Yeah. <laughs> was it just like a wide net of like, just like, yeah, oh, what's up? He was just like, anyone that put a question well, sticker up. The funny thing is, like, we, <laughs> when I watched her with my roommate on uh, Colden Season, like, I would always say to him, like, I think she's the prettiest one there. Like, if she doesn't win, I'm not watching anymore. I'm done. Wow. And, wow. Uh, and then she was on Bachelor uh, in Paradise. And I was like, Let's tell my roommate, Mike, she's she's on Bachelor in Paradise. Remember that girl I was talking about? She's on Bachelor in Paradise. We got to watch this year because I had never watched Bachelor in Paradise. So watch that. And he the whole time is like he's a little bit older than me, not, you know, as in tune with social media and like how it works when you like try to reach out to a celebrity. Like people just think you're like a psycho celebrity celebrity. <laughs> and uh, so celebrity. I was like, it doesn't work like that pal like you can't just slide into someone's dms but he was like so persistent like hey like what, what do you got to lose and then finally i was like you know what i don't have anything to lose so oh, wow. if she thinks i'm you know a psycho then fine so there's no yeah. way, so. that's great <laughs> yeah. i do feel like it's yeah. the new way to meet people yeah that's i've, I've been know. hearing like almost every time we hear a new meeting story it's sliding into dms like, yeah. <laughs> Wait, don't take away the special. Oh, no, no, I'm not. So I'm not minimizing. This is a, <laughs> no. Hey, that's this is exactly a very. This is a. This is a special. A special sliding into DM because um, usually it's like two people on the show. Oh, or uh, yeah, that's I see a what different. you're saying. Yeah, yeah that this is different. I'm is not. It, I'm done. Yeah, this was a long <laughs> shot slide. Yeah, this is like a lot of ticket. Yeah, I, yeah. I appreciate that. I think what really stands out about your story is how you went all those months with just with just talking like there's something really simply beautiful about getting Mm -hmm. to know each other without you know thinking about necessarily what you're going to wear or shaving your armpits or you know just Mm -hmm. you you never know where a date might take you when you do have those romantic feelings I guess my question is do you think that that played a role in your getting together or do you think it was always going to happen Absolutely. I think, especially for me, I had spent that whole year just like so focused on dating and I didn't feel like I was having a lot of success. And I did learn some, I think, good things from being on the show where it kind of takes everything away and you're just focusing on building a relationship or if you can and getting to know the person and like the human there versus like what he, what date he took me on or like what he bought me or like whatever happens on a date. So it kind of just removes all the fluff and you really have no other choice, but just to sit and talk and get to know each other really well. So I got to really get a sense of him before ever meeting him in person, which removed like the physical, you couldn't even hold hands. You couldn't hug. You couldn't get any of that to like kind of distract you and maybe take that into another part of the date. It was all just us talking. And I, because of that, I got like, we built something really strong just over the phone. And then by the time we actually met, we were all already in like a very solid foundation, um, which I think helped us to move as quickly as we have from once we actually met. Cause now we live together and this was not even a year ago <laughs> that yeah. we how, first started talking. 
how well, I guess it was a year. Yeah. How nervous were you on a scale of one to ten about those pheromones being there? Oh yeah, this make sure that he didn't smell bad and all that stuff that you, you never about know because someone's date. you know someone's I don't know mm-hmm. good pheromones or someone else's bad mm-hmm. pheromones. Yeah, I, don't I, know I very much care about pheromones, and that's one of the things I'm very into. So I was nervous. Luckily, he smells very good. Also, before we even met, we kind of set boundaries. I think for what each other was comfortable with because we had been talking for three months. Yes, but we'd never been in the same room together yet. So at first I remember getting off the plane and it was just kind of like, it's so weird to see your whole body or just like see you in person to be able to like touch you. It was very strange, but because we kind of discussed what we were comfortable as far as like, if any of us was uncomfortable, one of us could sleep in the other room or I could get a hotel or something like that. So we kind of set that up from the beginning. So I didn't go into it concerned. Like if I got myself into a situation where I was uncomfortable or like I ended up hating him, hating him when I got here, which luckily didn't happen, but that was nice to kind of have solidified before I even got on the plane. Love that. Yeah, it's a very <laughs> special s- circumstance. It needs yeah. some ground rules. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So you didn't just like get it on the second you walked in the door? Um, <laughs> we, I did make sure that I kissed him right um, away. Cause like, I just didn't want to have that awkward, like, okay, when do we do it? When's right, it happening? Right, right. Oh, move. that's Good so move. romantic though. You so met and immediately out. kissed. <laughs> oh, that's super cute though. That's amazing. Yeah. Oh yeah. This is a and also This a whole move. thing is a rom-com. It, it's let's totally be rom-com. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a good move because otherwise there would have been pressure on the first kiss. Exactly. Get, get that out of the way. We yeah, definitely no. had to discuss that first. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was like, anyways, I'm going to put one on you the second I get there. So, <laughs> oh, that was also up. discussed. <laughs> yeah. yeah like, we had a no lot choice. That was, that was the requisite. Okay. <laughs> we had a lot to talk about. So, yeah, that was one of our discussions. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, now that we know the more or less the bare bones of how you met, which I think is unique and, and will color how you answer these questions, mm. we're going to get to our typical. Uh, love fest questions. So your first impressions of one another and how those have changed, if at all. And beyond, we know, Nick, that you thought she was stunning, which she absolutely is. But yeah, just what the kind of person you thought that he or she was versus what you know about them now. Yeah, I'm trying to think if we're comparing like our, our first impression on the phone or our first impression in person. I would say maybe both on the phone. I just... I thought he was like a fun guy and I honestly wasn't taking any of it very seriously until like months in, I feel like, or maybe like a month in just because I tend to look at things very um, matter of factly. Like I'm in Virginia. I have an apartment in LA. He lives in Ohio. I've never been to Ohio. So me thinking about us ever getting to this place was never really, I mean, not never, but kind of didn't want to, I didn't let myself think about it like that. So I think I just kind of saw it as like, a fun way to spend quarantine. And then it turned just based on our conversations, like hearing him talk about his family, hearing him talk about like how he values things. I also got to hear some of his story, which I'll let him tell it at some point, but he um, went through a very traumatic experience in college, which I felt very like amazed by and drawn to. So once I heard like more about him, that's when I was like, oh, this could really be someone that I, could see myself with this could be someone that I've maybe been waiting for for a long time so I think it's when I like got to those deeper conversations with him that's when it shifted mm-hmm. that's so nice Nick <laughs> it's your turn um I think 
it's a little bit different for me because I obviously like watched her on TV and you see like the TV version of Sydney who like if you watch Bachelor in Paradise and like her interactions with like Matt Donald who I now love I think he's the man uh we actually got to have dinner with him but he's he's awesome but it was tough to watch obviously on uh on TV for someone you have a crush on but she's so she was so like um I guess just confident and like so um in charge of that of her interactions with Matt and like in charge of that her relationship with Matt Mm -hmm. and like meeting her outside of that you know, that environment and like meeting her in real life, she really, uh, like, I had no idea that I was her first, you know, real boyfriend or, you know, serious relationship. So you kind of got to see that I got to see that vulnerability, like almost immediately, because I obviously I, you know, I've been in relationships in the past, and obviously not great, or we wouldn't be sitting here right now. But um, I've had those experiences. And she, she really hadn't. And from watching her on TV, you don't see that. Like, she just seems like she's been in relationships before. She seems very confident. But outside of that, um, I just got to see more vulnerability that I that you obviously don't see on TV. So I, that's kind of kind of the changes I saw almost immediately after talk, not only talking to her, but obviously when we, uh, well, now that we're living together and you kind of see it play out every single day. But um, yeah, that was probably the biggest change for me. That's, I mean, yeah, you feel, realize that someone doesn't just live inside a television. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's, a big, it's a big change. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and I know what you mean, Nick, like the, she really has a self-assuredness that you just don't see every day. Yeah. But I also think it's a good thing. You know, like some people I think are a little too vulnerable on TV. <laughs> Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> and I, I think that's a, a good thing. We won't mention names. <laughs> yeah, but those are really nice first impressions and mm-hmm. how they have changed. Okay, so to build off that, how would you say you two complement each other? How do we complement each other now? I w- it's funny because you normally think of like guy and girl and like the girl is like more organized <laughs> and like clean and everything wants to be a certain way. I am not that. Um, and he's learned that pretty quickly. I try my best to be like organized and like on time and all of the things, but I'm just very much not. And he loves to wake up at four in the morning. That's like a what? good day for him. Cause he really likes to have like time before he goes to the gym so he can ease into his day. So we're just like very different. And it's been funny to kind of see that dynamic unfold in certain ways so i'm trying to be better at not <laughs> leaning into my hot messness because i'm we're not living together and he is trying to ease in a little bit so just letting me frolic around the that, home. <laughs> that's uh that's interesting because i am also i'm a neat freak yes and i've had with every girl i've lived with i've had trouble they're, they're never neat <laughs> enough i've i've found it to be one of the more difficult things to adjust to with living with women. Like I could tell that you're probably a very wake up at four in the morning. Everything's orderly and you're, I know what's, I know what's going on with you. So, <laughs> yeah. so it's uh, pretty regimented. Yeah. Yeah. I, I get yeah. it. But did you, did you, were you able to kind of take deep breaths and move past that? Or is that still something you're kind of working on? Um, I, I think it's still something I'm, I'm working on. I'm probably mm. always going to be working on that just yeah. because that's how, I mean, just playing sports growing up. Like I'm just, I've always been really good at like not only following direction, but like once I'm in a schedule, I I get, like I said, pretty regimented and I, I pretty much stick to that. 
Um, you know, I like to wake up and know exactly what I'm going to do, but Sydney is kind of the opposite of that. And she likes to, you know, be spontaneous. And so I think that's where she's really complimented me because it's not always good to be regimented. Like it's good to be flexible mm-hmm. and to, you know, to be able to respond to things quickly. And, mm-hmm. you know, Hey, if you want to go, you know, if we want to go out to eat and we didn't plan on eating, going out to eat that night, we plan on making dinner. Like it's okay. Like it's, <laughs> it's not the end of the world. So I think that's, I think that's how we've really complimented each other pretty well. I mean, I needed that in my life. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, I think, think another way too is he is getting me we're working on lately that I need to stop taking things so personal mostly from maybe being on tv and then getting like mean messages from now and again because it just kind of happens and I just tend to take everything personally whether I like to or not I just really do and I actively try not to but he is like so good about just like brushing people off, brushing negativity off like that, or not letting things like that affect him, affect him and putting it in perspective for me. So, and I'm helping him kind of lean into his emotions a little bit more and, um, open up a little bit more as far as just not <laughs> doing one track to anger versus like understanding <laughs> and having, um, more, full range of emotions, but yeah, we're, we're both actively helping each other with those things currently. I think a nicer way to put that would be, <laughs> she has a lot more, she, she has a lot more. I'm really helping him not be a total asshole. It's really very complimentary. <laughs> How do I word this? She has a lot more patience for, uh, for people in general. Um, I have patience, but to a certain extent, like I, I, I just ask the people, you know, the golden rule, treat me, you know, I'm going to treat you the way that I would want, I want to be treated. And, uh, you know, sometimes some people require more patience than others. And I'm starting to learn that, (laughs) but, um, but yeah, I mean, I, she's, when it comes to, you know, forgiveness almost immediately and patience, Mm -hmm. she takes, she takes that one. She's, she's on top when it comes to those two. I love your answers to that. That question. was the best compliment yes, answer, we've, answer we've ever got. Really? Without, I, yeah, that really spoke mm-hmm. to me. It's just, re- it not, it wasn't just like, oh, different speeds. It was like how you're helping each other grow. It's not just mm-hmm. about coexisting. Well, it's people, about growing right. together. People often don't like to answer that question with sort of like what they perceive as a negative tone. Yes. But it, but it can be a negative tone with a very positive outcome. Yes, 100%. Yeah. So. That's yeah. good. Well really? done. Good <laughs> question answer. Off to a great start. <laughs> that was a great question. Yeah. <laughs> that was a great question. So bearing in mind how you two complement each other, would you say you were specifically looking for those traits when you were looking? Um, I'll take this one first. Um, I was a psychopath about like a list for me because I get into this. Well, I just had such a hard time dating that I wanted to take my time while I was working on dating and kind of struggling and really got clear on what I was looking for and what I was definitely not looking for. So it took a lot of trial and error, but because of that, I got really specific on what those things were, not necessarily like he needs to be this hair color and this height and blah, blah, blah. It was more like what values does he have? And I wasn't able to see that obviously right away from just talking to him over DMs. But once we started to get to know each other, I started recognizing the values that I knew I was looking for, like the way he's with his family, the kind of like how he just 
is easily inserts humor into everything, which I've always kind of wanted like a life, a life that was like full of laughter. I knew I always wanted that. And just like how loyal he is. And the biggest thing too, for me was I was always a little, maybe not insecure is the wrong word, but just like a little unsure about relationships because I just never had met any of them really. Um, I had like little ones, but nothing like boyfriend, girlfriend or full long-term thing. So the way that he was super receptive to that, even from the beginning. And I just always was worried about being judged or like written off just because I hadn't had those experiences, but he was just always so open to meeting me where I was at. And I'd always be like, okay, if I'm missing something about relationships that I don't know about, let me know because this is new for me. So he was just always, um, open to where I was, which helped me to kind of develop feelings quicker and feel safe and yeah, finding the things that I wanted. So feeling safe, (laughs) underrated laughing. Yes. And laughing. I love that inserts humor into everything. So we have these episodes once a month where people write in their questions and we give our unbarred, honest opinions (laughs) on them. One person wrote in saying, you know, we get along so great in so many ways, but this one thing, we don't have the same sense of humor. Like he says things that make me kind of cringe, like when Mm. he's making a joke and we just don't get each other's senses of humor. And well, what are your thoughts on that? Do you think that a couple needs to share a sense of humor to be successful? It depends on what you value. I think I just, I knew I needed that. Mm -hmm. And, but that's one of my main values. Maybe someone is like more into someone that's worldly and can talk to you about, I don't know, wine and cheese from a different land i have no idea but like maybe that's something someone needs or versus like i just know i needed to laugh a lot but that's Mm -hmm. how i kind of operate we both have our own type of humor like i have certain shows that i find hilarious (laughs) and like only my brother and i like them and like (laughs) she doesn't like them and that's fine but she has shows that she thinks are funny and i just can't find the humor and then we have things that we enjoy together. Like we, we laugh about together. So I think the humor, like the overarching, like, like having the humor in the relationship is extremely important, but you're going to have differences in, in your humor. Mm-hmm. So it's, it doesn't have to be the, there doesn't have to be a complete alignment on, you know, what you find oh, funny. Oh, or, I know. totally agree. I feel very I, validated yeah. by I, his answer. Yeah. Right. I said that I was like, what you consume, you don't have to find exactly the same amount of funny. Yeah. yeah. There has to be a likeness, though. Like, there has to be a, an avenue for humor, whether you yeah. get it or not. There has to be, like, an open forum for humor. Yeah, yeah. like, you have to be able to be at somewhere and something happen, and both of you look at each other and be able to, like, laugh about it yes. later in the moment. Like, that's where 100%. I think right. it matters. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. It's a language. I mean, it's basically, yeah. like, yeah. you're speaking, it's a second language in the relationship. And I think that people who have humorless relationships, there's something missing. Maybe they can make it work, or maybe outsiders... Their humor is so subtle and so specific to them mm-hmm. that outsiders don't even see it as humor. Maybe I'll mm. give them the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> but, but there has to be some secondary language that you both yes. have. And I always feel like humor is that secondary language within the relationship, that look you give each other where yeah. you don't have to say anything and it's still you're but, recognizing what is funny in front of you. But it could be a mutual interest in wine and cheese in another relationship. That yeah. is true. Yeah. <laughs> that is true. Someone may find it hilarious when her partner discusses his knowledge of cheese. Yes. Yeah. Vice versa. <laughs> Most likely vice their own. versa. Yes. <laughs> okay. What would you say was an early hurdle in your relationship? 
Um, I think at first the obvious like distance when we were trying to get to know each other and we just got a little frustrated as far as like, I want to really meet you. I really want to like move this forward. Um, and it wasn't until we got to really meet in person that we could kind of solidify our feelings. I mean, they were pretty solid, but we wanted to just kind of make sure that they were there. And I think early on, um, we were planning to do long distance. It was still in the pandemic. I came here in August um, of last year just to visit for a month. And I was still living in LA at the time, technically, because I had an apartment that I was paying for. Um, but I got to the moment where I was just kind of didn't see a reason to go back at that time, just because the world was still kind of shut down. All of the jobs I danced and did fitness and all of those weren't really happening for a long period of time, still really aren't happening a lot of places. So I just didn't see like the need to go back. Um, so we kind of planned together that I would just move in, um, which was great. Um, it was just a little bit of a scary time in my life, I think, just because there was so much unknown and I was just jumping into this new thing. So I think I was just struggling at like where I was at. But again, he supported me the whole time and was just willing to do whatever we needed to, to kind of make things work for both of us. And I think because of that, it was, it made it a lot easier for me going through such a difficult time, but I would say that was my, my biggest hurdle. I don't know if you agree with me, but yeah, I mean, the, obviously the distance is, it's probably going to be a, you know, any relationship's biggest hurdle. If you're, if you're dealing with distance, that's always going to be number one. Um, I think for me personally was just, um, learning to kind of adapt to who I was dating. Um, and it's not that, you know, it's not, it's definitely not at the level where like, we can't obviously go out and like, without somebody like stopping her and asking for a picture. Like I, I think that's cool. I think it's awesome that people, you know, stop her. I, I think for me personally, it was me having to be actively involved in that. Like it took, it took, uh, and I'm still working on it, but it takes a lot for me to get comfortable in front of like a camera. So like I have to take photo shoots with her and like, that's not something that I've ever done or had had to do. So I think for me personally, it was just kind of, I guess, adapting to each other's lives, Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Which is in a way is like him embracing my work and then me kind of, yeah. So Nick, you thought, how I do. Yeah, you thought you were going to date a bachelor girl and not have to do photo shoots? <laughs> I don't know did, what did I thought. You didn't, you didn't think that through, buddy. <laughs> I just really I am, like videos. <laughs> and I'm honestly, I, I'll be the first to admit, like, I don't know if that's something that I'll ever like fully feel comfortable yeah. with just because that's not, that was never me. Like I, sure. you know, I, it's just not the world that I kind of grew up in. Yeah. And I mean, you didn't really either. Like you just kind of took I this did on a little bit with dance, dance though. But... So yeah. And it's for me, it's kind of learning that his boundaries with also respecting like what I'm doing in a way. So kind of figuring out the line. And I think we've gotten to a good place with it where I'm not like shoving my phone in his face <laughs> at all times and just kind of like shutting it off sometimes. So yeah, I think that was an interesting transition because we were living together and I do work from home and then kind of seeing what he was comfortable with as well. So well, unlike Nick, I was born to be in bachelor photo shoot. <laughs> <laughs> you have embraced it pretty well. Yeah. It took a while, but yeah, yeah. yeah it's you, tough. Yeah, he he needs to work on his Instagram husbandry, though the mm -hmm. the actual <laughs> taking of photos. Yeah, is I'm much worse at yeah. taking photos. I'm, I'm I'm a little generationally back. Yeah, we we, we didn't take taking photos was a lot harder back then. You actually had like a camera with film in it, and it yeah. was like a, you didn't get to see the photos for like a month. 
It's a little that was part of the fun, though. It was like mystery. Like, what's yeah. this going to oh, look like? Don't get me started. Yeah. <laughs> Trust me. I accept the new world, but I'm not totally happy with it. Yeah. But, but I do think there's a little, there's some magic to not knowing everything instantly. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, since you mentioned it, Sydney, that you moved to Ohio for this relationship. This is something that stood out to me about your partnership because we actually get a lot of questions along the lines of being in different places and the sacrifices you make for partnership and people wondering whether or not they should move for that reason. Is that a good Mm -hmm. enough reason? And I've long said that I think it is a good enough reason if Mm -hmm. you're willing to move for your career or for family or for some other reason. I don't see why love wouldn't fall into that category uh Mm -hmm. do you have any thoughts on this like how did you make this decision and do you have any advice for others who have that sort of geographical predicament yeah i mean i was always the person that leaned into career 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 focus on that and i've done that my whole life and i think at the time especially it was a little unique situation because it was right in the pandemic and a lot of things were shut down, but it was me kind of leaning more into what was working and what was kind of falling into place versus my usual going against the grain all the time with how I'm used to with dance and auditioning and that whole life. And for me right now, like this relationship was working and I was just kind of saying yes to what was working. So kind of leaning into that. And because he was so receptive to it, I think normally maybe this is more of a female thing. I'm not sure, but like usually the females like more ready at first. And then the guy, I'm not like generalizing for everyone. That's usually like the stories you hear, but he was fine with it. And he was, it wasn't his idea, but he like talked me through it. And we kind of landed on this decision together and it just made complete sense. I think what's also important when you do make that decision I think, yes, make sure that you're solid enough for, because things are going to automatically shift in your relationship when you do move together, because you're there all the time. You're learning each other's quirks and things, which is great, but then it's also like, it's going to shift how your relationship is. Um, So keeping that in mind. And then also when you do move in to try and find, like if it's a new state and you don't have friends here, if you don't have a job yet, just kind of working to find those things for yourself. And I'm still in that process, but like, I wasn't just going to let myself hang out with just his friends and just do what he does. Like I've consistently like worked to find jobs here and like other friends and I'm still in the process of it, but just making sure that I find like my own world within his world versus like just absorbing his world as my own, just kind of finding myself within this new situation. And Nick, was this was this the first time that anyone has moved states to be with you? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Oh. yeah, absolutely. Especially this distance. Um, so that was obviously a change for me. But I think just kind of going back to, you know, how long we, you know, spoke on the phone and like FaceTime and text and like got to know each other. Mm-hmm. It just made it that much easier. And I made it really clear early on when she was when I could tell she was starting to have, you know, feelings towards moving in or staying maybe longer that obviously I was extremely happy that she decided to do that. However, I don't want to be the person that held her back once the world kind of opened back up. So if the entertainment industry started opening back up and, you know, she was starting to get auditions and she was starting to, you know, explore opportunities, I I wanted to, I made it very clear that, 
you have my full support and we're going to make it work regardless. Like we made it work for three months, long distance. We'll just, you know, we'll take it day by day, week by week, you know, month by month. And, uh, yeah, she had my full support. I think when you're in any kind of performing arts business, you know, all too well, the, the hustle. Mm. So I have a good idea of the struggles of this past year, but also probably how freeing it has been at the same time. Yeah. I think it was kind of a nice change of change of pace because I had spent so much time. I was living in New York and then I moved to LA and just kind of doing the, the hustle, the grind or the attempt at the grind. Um, and it's just been nice to find other ways to work and letting myself do a little bit less, but also still finding my own dreams and passions, but maybe it's not the same exact idea of what I thought it was and pass. And it's been kind of a nice shift for me. I think it was what I actually needed looking back on this past year. I can really relate mm-hmm. to everything yeah. you're saying. No, I know you can. Okay. So on the topic of moving in together and getting to know each other, Andy, <laughs> do you want to ask your favorite question? Oh, my favorite question. Yes. How do you guys fight? Hmm. <laughs> Um, it's super fun. Um, it just kind of <laughs> depends. Usually he leans into anger and I lean into crying. So, <laughs> um, which of her parents are watching that hasn't happened. <laughs> <it's> not, <laughs> I just, I get emotional. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think we have like constructive fights, like, um, but sometimes we can, the dumbest arguments and we're in the middle of it. We're like, why are we even talking? Welcome about to this relationships, Sydney. <laughs> yeah. You're like, well, what are we even talking about? The funniest fight that we've had actually though, was um, we always go to his brother and sister-in-law's house and they have one of those ring doorbells that's like a video camera. Oh yeah. And we were actually fighting about him doing a photo shoot with me because he just really doesn't like them. And I just request, actually talk to Kayla Quinn about this. And she says she has her fiance do them like every quarter, like they have an agreement, like in their contract of their relationship that he does one with her, like every three, I don't know, something like that. So I was like, that's a great idea. I'm going to put that into my, whatever contract we have. And so he's like good about it, but he just still doesn't like it. And I know that we had one coming up and I tried to add a little bit more in there at the last minute and that didn't go well. Um, (laughs) So we were kind of arguing about that up until the very second that we knocked on their door. And what's really funny is that all of that conversation got recorded. So you can just see us bickering back and forth and we got to watch it back. But it kind of made it um, easier because then we could just laugh at ourselves for fighting. But yeah. Would you agree with how we fight? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we don't fight often. And I think uh, just being in, you know, a few different relationships, uh, I have to keep reminding her, like, just so you know, this is not a fight. Yeah, like, like we're, we're just trouble? disagreeing about something. That's, we're not, this is not. And yeah. uh, I'll show you no, a fight. Yeah, <laughs> like I, I can I can assure you this is not a fight. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of what we fight about or have disagreements about is something so yeah it's pretty dumb so dumb and like she said eventually at one at some point in the night where we're like giving each other a cold shoulder it's like hey what are we doing (laughs) like why why are we even this is so dumb like this should have been this should have been over 20 minutes ago oh so i was about to ask how do you resolve it like who is one of you typically the one yeah is there a resolver yeah, to hold I like you're better about operation. resolving it than I am usually because I, I try to be pretty like uh, stand my ground, but I do try not to go to bed mad 
ever, mm. but he always falls asleep really easily. <laughs> so sometimes I'm like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna um, resolve it now and he's asleep. So we have to figure it out the next day, but I do aim to not at least be angry going to sleep. I have the same problem. Nick. There's a Nick's lot of animal. parallels. I've got to say, a lot yeah. of parallels. <laughs> like a yeah. lot of the things you're saying are pretty much mirror images. We're very of similar. <laughs> but I, I, I literally fell. fell I, I can't even tell one of the stories of when I fell asleep. It's too horrible. But I fell asleep <laughs> once, and I woke up to getting punched in the face. That's how bad it was. <laughs> That's the first, only first and only time I've been punched in the face by a woman. But I, I felt so that that would be a fight. That would be a fight. <laughs> yeah. Good to I, know. I have that right option. at the peak of the fight. Just you know what? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's awesome. Nap time. But Sydney, I, I relate to you. You sort of have the best of intentions. Like we won't go to to bed angry, but then you realize that he's. <laughs> Fast asleep, yeah. It yeah. did not. It did not stop. And it's not his fault. I've been. It's really just a. It's a physical thing. We. we yeah. It's like it's like mild narcolepsy. No, if, if yeah. anything, I'm not I'm doing envious. it on purpose. <laughs> yeah, he's bored. He's he's sad and bored about fighting, <laughs> and, and his body's like, this is a good time to check out. Actually, yeah. I'm gonna check out. As Sydney, you and Katie discussed on your podcast episode with her sleep goals. I wish mm. I could sleep that well. Exactly. <laughs> it's so, it must be so nice. Just it must to be. Shut down. Well, when yeah. you get up that early, it's. I mean, even if I got true. up that early. <laughs> that's true. I guess when you wake up at four, it's not that hard to fall true. asleep. That's yeah, true. He likes a good afternoon nap. <laughs> they do say that um, geniuses need less sleep. Oh, really? Yeah. Genius that over would make here. sense then. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> okay. Any beliefs about relationships that have changed now that you guys have found one another? I think for me personally, it was a matter of me always feeling like I didn't know how to do a relationship or I didn't know how to be in one. And I've learned since being in one and being with him that like, if it is the right person, it is easy and you figure it out and it's okay to not have certain experiences and still know how to do them when they are given to you. So it's kind of just opened my eyes around me actually being in a relationship. It's so true. Mm -hmm. It, uh, we always say this, it should be easy or mm -hmm. mostly easy. Mostly easy. Yeah. Just show work, up. As it should, work, the work should be done with, with joy. It, should, <laughs> yeah. it shouldn't be done with labor. <laughs> Nick, how about you? Just based off of some of the relationships I've had, I've uh, since my last relationship, I just remember telling myself like, I'm done changing for somebody. Um, you know, if they don't like something about me, that's tough. Then that's just not the relationship. You know, I'm supposed to be in. That's not the person I'm supposed to be with. That definitely ch has changed. Like, there's there's some things about me that I needed to change, and it it took Sydney having the patience. Um, to kind of change, help me change that. Uh, just kind of, kind of like going back to like the photo shoots, like that's, you know, you would ask me to do that a year ago. I'm like, you're out of your mind and, you know, have your stuff out by the end of the day. <laughs> and uh, I mean, just little things like that. Like you don't realize what you're missing out on. And obviously not talking about the photo shoots and whatnot, but like, that's still something that we did together. I may not have wanted to do it, but I still enjoyed doing it and I enjoyed the product. You know, mm -hmm. it, it looks, you know, we, we do take good it's pictures together. And yeah. Like I, I enjoy the product. I may not be in, I may not enjoy the process all the time, but it's always something that I can look back on and say, you know, honestly, I, I didn't want to do that, but I'm glad we did that. And that's just a small example, but I guess the, you know, the bigger 
I make the you bigger change. <laughs> you make, she makes me. She makes it easier to change. Yeah. Things that I didn't That's necessarily know I I probably should change about myself. That's great. I mean, I'm exactly the same way You're, with the photos. Yes. Like I'm like, oh, and then I'm like, oh my god, look how great these photos. Are. Yeah. <laughs> oh wow. Can uh, I get a copy yeah. of that? <laughs> exactly. so I want to send these to my mom. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting. That's like what um, most of relationship is. It's like yeah. a lot yeah, of these... stuff you don't really want to do, but you look back fondly on. Is that what <laughs> mostly relationships are? Uh, kind of in a good way. No, but I know what you mean. I think the photo shoot are a great sort of microcosm example because it's really just a couple of hours of your life and it's a small concession to make but you know it makes her really happy she put way more work into it than you did and you realize that 100 (laughs) percent yeah and and so it you sort of meet her just partway not even halfway but just partway you show up (laughs) and smile when you're told to and it just makes her really happy and just for those few hours of discomfort, it really yeah, just goes a long way. And I can't wait to go back to your Instagram and look at all the photos you guys. <laughs> yeah. and, 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 and I'm gonna I'm gonna look at your face and think about how grumpy you are. It's gonna There's be a so clear much difference joy. between the typical the typical photos that I usually post and the ones that were staged and taken professionally. I, I am, I'm going to go and I'm going to do a deep dive. I'm really looking yeah. forward to this. I mean, they take great photos. You've been, you've been hiding it well, Nick. The popcorn yeah. shoot was my favorite. Mm. Thank yeah. you. Thank very, you. Very cute. That was, see, that was a good time. Yeah. Didn't want to go, but it was great. Got to give them snacks. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's It's so key. true. Remember that time we did that Estee Lauder shoot? You were grumpy, grumpy, grumpy until we got to eat the prop food at the end. And then you were happy as a clown. Oh, yeah. <laughs> got to feed them. It's not so yeah. bad. <laughs> food trumps all to get a man to do what you want him to do. Even sex. More than that. Uh, I would agree with that. No. <laughs> I would love, Nick, for you to quickly share what Sydney had sort of alluded to earlier. So your the traumatic experience and also just maybe how that has changed your Perspective, not only on relationships, but life in general, just because I feel like it has the potential to be very inspiring. I don't okay. want to put you yeah, on the sure. spot. <laughs> no, that's all right. Um, so when I was uh, 21 years old, I was going to school at University of Indianapolis, uh, small D2 school um, on the south side of Indy, and was playing football, was staying there um, in the summer just working out with my teammates and decided to go home for the weekend, which is only about an hour, 45 minutes. I had worked the next day. So I knew I you know, was having to go back the next morning anyway. So I wanted to go see my family. We had a family friend who was graduating. So they had a, they had a grad party and just kind of got to the party late. It was dark already got in the hot tub with my, with my, uh, my dad and my buddy and my buddy's dad. And we were just kind of hanging out, got hot. They got out. Um, and I said, Hey, I'm going to cool off in the pool really quickly and I'll, I'll meet you guys over there. Well, they had like a bean shaped pool. There was no lights on in the pool and you probably know where this story is going. I tried to glide like into the pool from the hot tub that was connected to the pool and just kind of dive in and cool off really quick. And I misjudged the bottom. I hit the slope and dislocated and fractured my C3 and C4 vertebrae. Um, I was instantly paralyzed from the neck down and had kind of a come to Jesus moment at the bottom of the pool. And luckily they heard my head hit the bottom of the pool. That's how hard I hit. Um, and my friend's dad, who I was in the hot tub with got in the water, stabilized my neck, 
kind of got me to the side. Um, he, he was like, Hey, you got to help me, bud, as he's pulling me out. And then I, I guess I gave him a look, like he looked at me in the eyes and he kind of knew you're not going to be able to help me get you out of here. So they stabilized my neck. They brought me to, um, um, one of the best hospitals in the, really the state of Ohio, um, down at UC, um, medical in downtown Cincinnati, um, rushed me into emergency surgery, which, well, I, I guess I went through traction first. And if you know what traction is, it's essentially just realigning your spine because my spine was uh, dislocated. And I don't wish that on my worst. I don't wish that on anyone. It was extremely mm-hmm. painful. I had like a hundred pounds on my neck, plus the entire weight of the doctor trying to pull it, pull my oh. neck back in place. Um, and then from there, the surgeon who ultimately ended up saving my life saw something in traction, which led him to go ahead and operate immediately to try to stabilize my neck, which I guess I learned afterwards was kind of against protocol. When you have somebody with a spine injury, you're supposed to wait. I think it's 24 hours before you operate, but he decided to operate, um, got my friends and family in the waiting room, just kind of like, let them know the situation. Like, Hey, this, we're going to take him into surgery asked, pulled my family aside and said, you know, if you have something to say to your son, probably want to go say it now. Um, went into surgery, surgery went great. They stabilized my neck. However, they had to have the conversation with my parents again, listen, his neck is stable, but he's going to be a quadriplegic the rest of his life. He has a 0% chance of ever walking again or using his arms. So you need to start prepping your family, prepping your friends, prepping the house, to make sure, you know, all the, all the, you know, accommodations are made and he's going to, you know, you're going to, you're going to live the rest of your life taking care of your son, essentially. Um, and I think it was after three days of being in the ICU, uh, I started to like twitch my quad muscle on my left leg. Um, as my dad was kind of like, just like sitting by my bedside and, uh, he's looking at me like, are you doing that? And I'm like, yep. Like, uh, that's me. And, uh, they would bring the doctors in. The doctors were basically like, he's, that's not him doing that. Those are phantom like muscle firings, basically. Like it's, it's his muscles, like the muscle memory, his muscles are firing. It's not actually him. They're basically twitching. Um, from there, the recovery just basically, it was every day I was waking up with more feeling. I would first started in my left leg. Um, then my right leg, then my left arm and my right arm was like the last thing to come back. Um, so I started to get feeling from there. They moved me to an inpatient rehab facility, um, just down the street from the ICU where they told me you're going to be in here from really anywhere from six to nine months. Um, and two weeks later, exactly, exactly two weeks later. Yeah. If I remember that correctly, exactly two weeks later, I walked out. And no, two weeks, two weeks. Yep. That's insane. You're like the bionic man. How (laughs) how did that happen? It's insane. I I mean, I just, honestly, I, that you'll, it's so funny because it like immediately after it happened, I, you know, my, obviously my parents were like talking to doctors, how does, you know, what's going on? And they're like, don't know. (laughs) I, I don't know how that's, how that's happening. So I would like go do checkups and they're like, 
what are we going to tell you? <laughs> not to, you know, run or not to like, you're, you're fine. So, um, but yeah, it was, it was a very sobering summer for me. Uh, you have to grow up very quickly. Um, and I, I say this all the time, but it was, it was honestly the best thing that could have ever, ever happened to me. I, I would not, if I, if I went back in time, I would do it all over again because it just like, you know, just like you said, it just gave, it gave me such a different perspective on life. Um, and I'm, I'm sure that's, you're probably figuring this out, but like, that's, there are certain things about me that that's why I'm that way about certain things. Like I, I take hard stances on things. Um, I sometimes am impatient, uh, while I'm extremely patient when it comes to other things. Um, so it definitely gave me a different perspective on life. I mean, it's, uh, it was, it was, a uh, it was quite the summer. I'll tell you that much. Oh my God. Oh, it's, uh, I, I don't want, I'm I a little sh- speechless after that. Story. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's really intense. It's, it's, yeah. I, no, I mean, I, I, yeah, sorry to uh, be the Debbie Downer. <laughs> no, 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 it's, it's actually, just like, because you're, you're, it is a happy ending. It's, it's really very inspiring and shows how quickly something that's just sort of lighthearted and casual and maybe careless, but you know, we do ama- careless things all the time yeah. can, can suddenly the most go just so innocuous, around. silly thing. Yeah. can completely uh-huh. change your life. Yeah. It's so crazy. Is as scary as that should be. I mean, you, you, you could probably pull up hundreds of YouTubes talking about, or people talking about their, uh, uh, near death experiences. Um, but you really do get a calming feeling. It's really weird when mm-hmm. you kind of know, all right, this is, this is probably the end. <laughs> it was a good run, but, yeah. uh, it's a really calming. It's, it's weird. It's weird how it's, it's hard to explain. It's, it's mm-hmm. a very, it's just a very sobering experience. I think everyone should have near death experiences if possible. <laughs> it really does. <laughs> no, I mean I, I, I had one too. I Andy had, a had one really too. bad car accident. Oh, right. Did you really? around the around the same age? Yeah, but oh wow, um, I guess twenty one year old guys. <laughs> yeah, we're just we always get into trouble. Just yeah, got to keep an eye. And on And the us. invincibility <laughs> complex—it's real. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I to- I totally thought I was invincible. And when I woke up from the car accident, I was like, "Yep, I'm invincible." No, I just not mm. what I thought. I actually, I actually thought I, the, the guy ran over to me. It was funny. It was, he was like, he's like, dude, don't move. Don't move. You're hurt really bad. I was like, okay, whatever. Just don't tell my mother. Priority. It's priority. She's not here, is she? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing that, Nick. That was, Absolutely. I mean, I have, I'm kind of at a loss for words. Yeah. It's, it's both like terrifying, but also really inspiring at the same time. Very uplifting. Thank you. Yeah, seriously. Um, okay, so we're going to do a quick true or false, and then we're going to get to the game. Hmm. True or false? When you know, you know. I think true. I think true, yeah. Timing is everything. Also true. True. Opposites attract. True-ish. Yeah, yeah I, I would say true-ish. I think there still needs to be some sort some, of uh, some common similarities. Ground. Yeah. A good one for you two. Absence makes the heart grow fonder. I agree. True. true. Yeah. It's a bad sign if it's false, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a loaded question. <laughs> it totally is a loaded question. If you say false to this, you're... Yeah. <laughs> <Something> <laughs> <to> you <laughs> All right. It is now time for the Dear Shandy Newlyweds game. Yay! <laughs> 
You guys were very cute writing your answers. Sydney was <laughs> speedy, very mm-hmm. speedy. And Nick was quiet and very focused. Very diligent. Very diligent. <laughs> His head was low and he was... Made sure my spelling focused. was right. <laughs> <laughs> my handwriting is awful right now, so that's good. I mean, who even thinks about their handwriting anymore? It's. I feel yeah. like... It's, it's funny you say that because I've started trying to journal again and I'm like, damn, what happened? It's all like block <laughs> <Yeah>. letters. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Out of practice. All right. We'll start with question number one. Who do you think we should start with, Andy? Let's start with Sydney. So, Sydney, if you could have one superpower, what would it be? Sydney? I answered to fly. Okay, to fly. Very good one. Respectable superpower. Mm-hmm. Nick, did you get that? What did you I think? I did. <laughs> nice. Nice. Very good. Hard to see. Oh, okay. So, wow. Nick, you got that point. Very good. Okay. I was Coming hard sure right I out of the gate. I honestly wasn't sure what I wanted. <laughs> Nick, if you could have one superpower, what would it be? Super strength. Mm. Ooh, that, that's my that's my one. And Andy, yeah, Andy. Charlene always with... mocks me for wanting that one. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very practical superpower. To have. Yeah, it's so practical. very handy. <laughs> Sydney, that was kind of a tricky one. Did you get that? No, I got to read mine, <laughs> but also that was me guessing. So I do that already. Yeah, he thinks he does that. So I thought he'd want more of that, but no. <laughs> okay. Okay. So we're uh, one Nick, zero Sydney, but don't worry, mm. Sydney, there's still time. Question number two, Sydney, what were you wearing when you and Nick first met? I believe I was wearing black Adidas sweatpants and a black tank top. Very fancy for the plane. And show your answer just so we can. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, very nice. I think we're mirrored, but... Okay. No, it's good. No, no, you're good. Nick, did you get that? I did not. I said tank top and leggings. Hmm. By the way, I have to give give Nick a pass here. This this question is very sexist. No man remembers (laughs) what a woman's wearing ever. I was barely remembering what I wore either, but... I know, I was sweating. I was like, I I don't remember what I was wearing. (laughs) But then it hit me, so... Because it's probably... Probably what <laughs> <laughs> That's a good. It's it's easier in COVID time. And the leggings was actually a really reasonable guess. It was. Yeah. You did yeah. not get that point, Nick. But that's okay. Uh, it's a, that's that's a tough. That's right. It's one very more. very tough. Yeah, Nick. What were you wearing when you two first met? I was wearing a plain gray shirt and blue sweatshorts. Very mm. fancy. Very I nice. got the plain gray shirt, but I said black nike sweatpants Ooh. that's pretty close no i'm we're gonna give her that point because she got gray shirt had she just said shirt oh, i'm gonna lose <laughs> <laughs> i will take I th- it i think i think we're gonna give her that point yeah yes so i think so because gray she said gray shirt it's yeah. so specific and pretty close on the pants yeah, Sydney just has sweatpants all around there. On yeah, the, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. reasonably. I, I think she's lying about that too. No. I think she stole my answers. <laughs> I did not. I was. I'm very good at following rules. That's my big thing growing up. <laughs> it's true. Okay, well, so we're at one one, Sydney. We're giving you that one. I'm deciding. We're. Giving I feel comfortable one. with it. Yeah. Yeah. She deserved it. Question number three, Sydney. How do you take each of the following foods: potatoes, eggs, and coffee or tea? Great. Um, I prefer sweet potatoes, usually in pieces, so chopped up and baked. And then <laughs> sunny side up eggs. And then I love an almond milk latte. Well, that's we very, do. that's a tough one. <laughs> yeah, tough. I'm very specific. So yeah. 
This could be hard. <laughs> I will be impressed. Um, I had literally had sweet potato, and I was like, well, I don't know if I can. Oh, I, did you cross I, it out? Is it crossed? I did out? baked. I just did baked potato. <laughs> baked potato on bottom there, and then I said she always gets an omelet, so I said omelet. And then I said iced coffee because I don't know a whole lot about coffee. And I see her with a lot of iced coffees. So <laughs> but you can have an iced almond milk latte. Yeah. Well, so I didn't say hot or iced because I thought he'd be confused, but you lost. I, I think it's 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 uh, safe to say that he did not. Get you did not get that point. I'm sorry. I'm That's sorry right. about that. <laughs> Nick, how about you? How do you take your potatoes, eggs at coffee or tea? I like a good baked potato. Mm. I'm a scrambled eggs guy. And then coffee, just one cream, one sugar. Mm -hmm. Very good. Very simple. Yeah. I'm surprised you didn't think outside the box. Um, here we go. So I said fr French fries, um, scrambled eggs. And then he actually doesn't really drink coffee. He only usually drinks five hour energies. I'm trying to get him off of those because they're disgusting. Um, oh, my dirty and I said here. coffee with cream. I didn't add sugar because I was thinking of like the syrup Ooh. cream that's in the fridge. Oh, that's that's going to be it. <sighs> Wait. And how did you say eggs, Nick? You said scrambled. scrambled. Yeah, she got the scrambled. She, got, she didn't, get, I didn't the get the fries. But, yeah, but are we going to take it away from her over sugar? Yeah, that's a tough one. <laughs> I think I, the sugar. I think we also have to penalize him for drinking the five hour energies. <laughs> I think we're going to give, yeah. Someone we're needs gonna, to. We're going to give her that down in the morning. Okay. I think we're going to give her the point. Sydney, we're giving that to you. You're Sorry. scraping by on these points, though, yeah, Sydney. Been, no. really, <laughs> I'm going to land one, I think. Yeah. There may be an asterisk in this victory, but we're, you know, we'll, yes. we'll talk to the survey. Yes. Question number four is Sydney. What is one thing Nick has that you would love to get rid of? Um, I would love to get rid of his favorite shoes. They're called Hey Dudes. Uh. <laughs> I really can't stand them. They're horrible, but no shade. And can then I, I, I think he's going to want me to get oh, rid oh, of them. No, 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 oh, no, 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 don't tell us. Just yet. kidding. Okay. I'm going to get rid of them. So. Well, <laughs> <laughs> so she got that one right for sure. My Hey Dude shoes. Damn, wow. very good. They must really suck. Can we see those? Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> well, he's wearing them right now. Go oh, side ankle. They're just very boaty. Oh, like, yeah, boat shoes. Uh, yeah. Not too offended. I made him take, they had these little extra tongles on them, so I made him remove those so I at least could bear with them. Very but. comfortable. No. Yeah, so. they yeah. look comfy. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay, Nick, how about you? What is one thing Sydney has that you would love to get rid of? I said her car. I've been trying to get her to get a new car for a long time. I want to get a new car. I just ask you to go with me to look. Um, I thought you were going to say my knee pillow. Oh, yeah. He hates that thing. So oh, I love the back the way support. Yeah. Your... So I sleep with this pillow that I bought on Amazon. That's like what you put between your legs if you're laying on your yeah. side. And it always mm. ends up in his space on when he's sleeping. It doesn't so. end up in my space. It ends up on my space. It'll end up on my face. shoulder or on my face. It starts yeah. between my knees. God knows what happens after that. But. It migrates. Do you guys sleep yeah. like feet to head? What's going on with that? Sometimes. I don't know. I think she literally just takes it out and just tosses yeah. it. Yeah, I get sick of it probably halfway through the night and then it ends oh. up on his side. It's just float. It's a floater pillow. Yeah. yeah. It is. Yeah. He really hates it. What's up? I guess I, not as I, much as my car. I guess we're going shopping. I think I, I get it. I get that. <laughs> All right. Wow. A tiebreaker. Uh-oh. We're at 2-2. Two, two. This is it. <laughs> this, have, we, have we ever had a 2-2 tiebreak? Yeah. Actually, with Des and Chris last time. Oh. Yeah. 
That's right. <laughs> okay, Sydney, what is your biggest peeve? My biggest pet peeve is that he needs personal space. <laughs> oh, did Nick, did you also do it with regards to each other? Or well, did you do uh, that's just what general. mine is. <laughs> no, did you? Oh, you mean in the whole world? Yeah. Oh. I, did, I did what I thought her, what I thought bothered her about me. And okay. then also my biggest pet peeve of her. Okay. So okay. they both did. Oh, so. wow. Perfect. That's cute. Yeah. You're on the same page. page in the very weird meta pet <laughs> yeah. way. Very strange way, yeah. <laughs> okay, Nick, what did you think Sydney would say is her biggest pet peeve about you? Um, that I'm like nitpicky and like I'm a clean freak. I thought that was gonna be her biggest pet peeve oh. of mm. me. Mm. Yeah. So no, it turns out mm. there's something else. Good guess. Yeah. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> you guys are just opening up all kinds of wounds, aren't you? <laughs> That's a cute one, though, Sydney. The fact that he needs space. Thanks. All right, Nick. What is your biggest pet peeve? Apparently, about Sydney. <laughs> uh, she's just a tad bit messy. So oh. the okay. mess. Mess. See, I didn't gonna, answer that about me. I answered oh. that other one about me. But this one, I said, bad driving. And he hates if you don't zero out the microwave after you've used it, <laughs> turn it back to the clock, <laughs> hates it. But I never remember to do it. <laughs> That's really specific. That yeah. is really specific. But also I can totally <laughs> see that. This is our first tie and I'm not sure what to do about it. Do I we, think we have to have a tiebreaker. Are we going to throw in a tiebreaker? We have to have a tiebreaker. Sorry, we're going to, you guys have punished yourselves. Normally we would set you free now, <laughs> yeah. but because you're so equally matched, now mm. you have to go yeah. into a tiebreaker. There are act. no ties in the newlywed game. Do you have a piece of paper? I do, yeah. Sydney, if you could only listen to one musician, band, or composer for the rest of your life, who would it be? I went very um, basic, I would say. <laughs> I had a hard time answering this, but I said Beyonce. And I feel Excellent. like you might have said that too because you had a hard time spelling it. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, did you get that? Oh, I want to see the spelling. Oh, sure. oh, oh, nice, nice. Uh-oh, we may have to go to an over, like, like sudden death overtime. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Okay, this is getting very exciting. <laughs> Nick, if you could only listen to one musician, band, or composer, give us the answer. Morgan Wallen. Morgan Wallen. Oh my God, Chico! Oh, oh my God! God. <laughs> Double tiebreaker. Double tiebreaker. <laughs> okay, well, we have one more. One more. Wow. Now, okay. now we're definitely gonna we're gonna do this one now. We could just arm <laughs> wrestle if that's easy. <laughs> Sydney, who is your girl, celebrity, celebrity girl crush? Yes. Um, Shay Mitchell, which Very she was on Pretty Little Liars. And that show you, she has the bags that I have. <laughs> he doesn't know what she is. Nick, <laughs> Nick is not seeming too confident here. Nick, did you get that? I did not. I said whoever plays Wonder Woman. That's and close then, second. <laughs> she is beautiful. Oh, yes. close second. And Shay Mitchell, very respectable girl crush, Sydney. Yeah. I know. She's so good on videos <laughs> on social media. Oh, that's a good one, too. Uh, that's why I try to give you the hint. <laughs> okay, Nick. Is it? I'm Who is your celebrity boy crush? Um, I'm a big barstool sports guy, so I mm -hmm. said Dave Portnoy. Mm. Um, okay. Not necessarily looks. <laughs> He's a good looking just guy, I guess. But just like as far as yeah, career wise and like, you know. 
So we both are tied still because I said Pat Tillman. Oh my God. He's no longer with us. So I guess I was Pat Tillman, going outside of Pat the Tillman is a very good looking, was an extremely yeah. good yeah. looking man. Pretty cool dude. We actually have his quote on the wall. I got him a iron sign that's like his quote in it. So. Oh, wow. Yeah, uh, you would get that. A, great, I didn't great know dead or alive player. was part of the question. Oh. I made I made my own rules. <laughs> yeah. So Pat Tillman, we're going to leave it up to you. Somewhere. Do you want to try a third round tiebreaker, or do you want to just call it a day and and be tied? I like I like a joint winning. Yeah, we can do a joint win. <laughs> okay, that's fine. I think. Have we're you ever shared the throne? Is that a first for you? Guys? <laughs> you also both lost. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. We've never even come close. We've never had to do a tiebreaker question. So you guys just have defied all the odds. I think they're today. both they're both nervous. It's like when you offer someone a stalemate or a draw. Yeah. Yeah. It's like I think we're good. Yeah, yeah. Great ending. Yes. I'm happy. I think so and you it's a first. are both it's a first. winners and losers of the Deer Shandy <laughs> Newlyweds game. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> That's really sweet, actually. Yeah. I like that tie because yeah. we tried to not let it end in a tie. Yeah. But you just wouldn't, you wouldn't let it happen. <laughs> I'm going to give it to you. That's cute. All right, you guys. Thank you so much for joining us on your Tuesday evening and just generally being such lovely and inspiring yeah. guests. Then without further ado, thank you for joining us and we will set you free. Go eat dinner. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Bye, so guys. Nice guys. Have a good night. Bye, guys. Nice to Have meet you, night. Andy. Thank you. Bye. See nice ya. Nice meeting you. Oh. <sighs> Oh, man. Sweaty. They were cute. Yeah. I can't believe like how in tune they were on their on their game. They were really just tied yeah, all the way and down. And they're a fairly new relationship, too. So it's in a way more impressive. I really like what's going on there. And I also I think that like the story could be like a national news story. It's an um, insane story. Wait, his story the or whole, how they met? I mean, mainly his story, but also how he met. Like, he's a guy, he's a, a competitive college football player. Yeah. Should be paralyzed by some miracle, you know, gets all his faculties back in lightning speed and then meets kind of the girl of his dreams from a TV show. That's a pretty good story. No, well, it is a really good story. And he's also super lucky. And I feel like no one would say that more emphatically than him. I mean, I feel like it was kind of like hard to, I knew we were kind of time limited, but it was hard to hear that story and just kind of segue out. I know. Like I was just like, I have a million questions. I know. I, wanted to, I mean, that is truly, it, that's one in a million. Yeah. Yeah. And, and now he kind of has a sort of one in a million meeting a girl story, <laughs> you know? So now it's like, what's a million times a million? That's like one in a, hundred billion no it's true there's something very low-key about both of them yeah like even sydney with she i relate to her because she is a creative and is used to sort of being kind of public with what she does but there's something very low-key about her as well that you mm -hmm. wouldn't expect from someone who does that I which i get a lot with being an opera singer people sort of make assumptions on the kind of person you are if you are in the performing arts but I've always sort of seen that in her and related to it. They seem like a great pair. And I was thinking um, just now, actually. Yes. That similarly to how um, people who call in or who write in to uh, our Q&As. Yeah. It's sort of like a self-fulfilling, like it's like if you're writing into a podcast, you probably have a real problem. <laughs> Not personally, you know, in your relationship. 
right? I mean, maybe. I think similarly, if you agree to do the love fest, I think you probably feel pretty good about your relationship. Oh, so are we, is it almost a challenge? It's like, if you don't come on and do a love fest with us, you're basically telling the world that you no. don't have a good relationship. <laughs> we should have like a blacklist of all the people who refuse to do our love fest. And make it public. Yeah, just have like a, a Reddit thread. Like, guess who didn't want to do love fest? Wonder what's going on there. <laughs> oh, that's so sick. Yeah, that's pretty sick. Okay, I think we can wrap there. I don't really have anything to add. They were just super cute. I'm also super loopy. <laughs> I don't know where I am. I'm delirious right now. I don't know where I am. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for tuning in to this episode of Dear Shandy, this love fest episode. Mm -hmm. If you enjoyed what you heard, you can keep Dear Shandy in business by liking, subscribing, hitting the notification bell, following us on Instagram, leaving iTunes ratings and reviews, telling your friends, and all the things that you would do to support a podcast like ours. And on that note, I think we can wrap. And we're going to go eat and sleep. Maybe reverse order. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we'll see you guys next time on Dear Shandy. Bye. Dear Shandy.